All right, everybody, let's giddy up. Today, we want to continue a series that we've been on for a number of weeks now. It's called Walk This Way. All right, we're talking about our walk, and we're talking about how we are to live out what we what has been given to us freely in Christ. And we've been reading three scriptures each time to start off, and uh, let's do that again here today. See if you know them yet. See if you got them. First John chapter two and verse six: He who says he abides in Him ought himself also to walk, just as he walked. Just as he walked. If you say it, you ought to walk it. If you're in him, you say you're in him, you ought to walk just like Jesus. Can you do it? Absolutely. Colossians chapter 1 then is the second one that we've been reading. Colossians, the first chapter, this is a prayer that the Apostle Paul is praying that they would be filled with knowledge and wisdom and spiritual understanding. He said concerning that in verse 10, that, or we could say so that, you may walk worthy of the Lord. He said, I want you to know a lot. I want you to see and understand a lot so that your walk would be worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. Is it possible to please God with your walk? It is. It is. And if there is a worthy walk, there must also then be an unworthy walk. Is it possible for a saved, spirit-filled person to have a walk that is unworthy of the Lord? Well, must be, or we wouldn't be instructed to pray that the walk would be worthy or consistent with our call, right? That's Ephesians 4, actually, left turn, a couple pages over, left turn, uh, Chapter 4, Ephesians 4, verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. And so we can see that there, it is well established in Scripture that we are instructed to walk a particular way, that we can walk unworthy or we can walk worthy of the Lord and of the call of God. And so we're continuing with our walking lessons, all right? Let's get this thing down so our, our, our spiritual walk is just like Jesus. Amen? All right. Now, so far in this series, we've talked to you about a number of different things that the Bible says concerning how we are to walk. For example, we are told to walk in unity. We are told to walk in unity with each other, not in strife and division. The scripture tells us that we are to walk in love, in love, all right? Not just have love in our hearts, but to walk out that love that is in our hearts, amen? Also, the Bible tells us that we are to walk um, in newness of life. And again, how can I walk in newness of life if I don't even know what newness of life is? If I don't even know what that looks like, I certainly can't walk it, all right? And so we must have knowledge of these things in order to then put them into practice. We're told not to walk as the world walks. We're not to walk as those in the world walk. Uh, the Scripture tells us that we are to walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Well, what does that mean? Well, I already told you, so I'm not telling you again. We are to walk in the Spirit. That should characterize our Christian life. Also, last week we shared with you this truth. The Bible says we are to walk in the light. 
walk in the light. And that has to do with, uh, with knowing something and then putting that into practice. It's a very dangerous thing to intentionally close one's eyes, to close your eyes to what you know. When the Lord gives you light, that is precious and valuable, and we are to walk in the light of what we know. Praise God. Today, you ready for another one? Yeah. All right, here we go. You know what it is? The Bible says that we are to walk by faith. The by gave it away, didn't it? <laughs> we are to walk by faith. Faith. Second Corinthians chapter five. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. Verse seven says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. Now, how many understand? We receive salvation by faith, don't we? There's no other way that you can be saved. Remember, Ephesians 2 says that for by grace are we saved through faith through faith and so i can't receive salvation by faith but according to the word that same faith is how i am to live my life and conduct myself concerning all things that have to do with life and have to do with my relationship with god and obedience to him and everything is to be done by faith amen and so if everything is to be done by faith that would give high value to that subject, right? It would, it would place a high importance on the subject of knowing how to do that, knowing what that means. In fact, Colossians 2 and verse 6 reads, uh, it, says, it says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Well, how did we receive Christ Jesus the Lord? Well, we received Him by faith. And so it's saying there again, as you received him, you received him by faith. Now walk in him that way. Continue the same way that you received your salvation. Continue to do that in every aspect of your life. All right. How can I do that if I don't understand what that means? You see, it's not automatic that a person is going to live by faith. In fact, if anything is going to be automatic, we gravitate towards the physical realm. Your flesh will help you. To not live by faith. <laughs> Your body will try to get you to be uh, sight-led, to be phys physical realm-led in everything. And that's what we did prior to coming to the Lord. And so if I am going to walk by faith, I've got to do it intentionally. I've got to do it on purpose. In fact, just like a child would learn, a baby will learn to walk, I've got to learn to walk. Just like many believers don't walk in love, but they're still saved. They still love God. Believe, there are believers that don't walk in the light. There are believers that don't walk in newness of life. There are many believers that don't walk by faith. They're still saved. They receive their salvation by faith, but they don't walk by faith. Is that a problem? Could that be a hindrance? Again, like I started to say, just like a child has to learn to walk physically, we must learn to walk by faith. If we don't learn the faith walk, we will continue on leading a natural, sight-led life all of our days. And we will not then access the magnitude of God's amazing provision and all that He has promised. You see, everything that God has provided by His grace 
must be by us received by faith. And if I don't learn how to access the realm of God by faith, all that God has given and provided, to me it will be as if it doesn't exist. How many understand that just because someone gives something does not mean that that same something is automatically received? Just because God has promised and has made provision for all areas of life does not guarantee that I'm going to benefit from it. Amen. Now, now some, some might think, well, what's the big deal? I mean, why is walking by faith, living by faith so important? Isn't God just pretty much going to do what He wants to do, independent of us? I mean, He's God. He's pretty much going to call the shots and do what He wants to do. And if He wants to do it, He's going to do it. What does that have to do with me? Well, the thing about that is, is that's just not true. Jesus never taught that. That's not scriptural to say that God's just going to do whatever he wants to do and he's going to do it independent of you. Literally, how I respond to what he says makes a difference in what comes into my life. If he says something, he says, I want this for you. It's my plan for you. It's my will for you. This is, this is what you should have. But I say, hmm, I'm not sure about that. Guess whose will prevails? My will prevails. I know that's a hard concept to say that our will, for some to receive that our will will, our will will uh, supersede God's will. But that's absolutely true. He will not force himself on, on anyone. He'll not force his salvation, salvation and eternal life. He'll not force any of his blessings upon us. But he provides freely by his grace. His hands are open wide, but we must receive what he has given by faith. And that's why this life is of, this faith life, this faith walk is of great, great, great importance. Go over to Hebrews chapter 6 with me. Chapter 11, excuse me. Hebrews chapter 11. You know, many people, many Christians even, they think it's normal to live with worry and fear to live with anxiety, to, li to, to live uh, that way, especially when facing a hardship. If something really challenging comes, comes and, and they respond just like everybody else in the world does, and they freak out, and, you know, most Christians will even say, yeah, well, you can understand that. I mean, that's pretty much normal. When bad stuff happens, you freak out if it's really bad, you know, or you worry. I know people who, they consider it that if they don't worry about you, they don't really love you. you know, I mean, how inconsistent, think about it, is that with the character and nature of God? Does God sit up in, in heaven, you know, because he loves us so much, and he does. Does he sit up there pulling out his hair? Oh, man, I wish they'd get their act together. You know, just worrying about, no, 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 just the opposite. See, a faith life is contrary to the life that... Uh, people live in the world where they're full of fear and anxiety and we shouldn't be complacent toward that in in allowing it to be normal well that's just the way things are it's not the way things have to be there is a realm of god 
there is something that is in the invisible realm. That there is something that God has promised that you and I can and must access by faith. And if we will take him at his word and we'll say that I believe what I can't see. I believe in the word, the promises of God. We'll lay hold of things impossible. We'll lay hold of things invisible. And we'll see God's power manifest and his provision manifest in our lives. But until we learn to treat things that are in the mind of God, in the, in the realm of God as real, we'll never access them. I'll come back to that point later. And I'll make it even better. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. It's a popular verse full of, full of truth. 11 verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. What does it mean to, that it's impossible to please him? D- does that mean you think that it's impossible to please him? I'm leaning towards that. <laughs> Maybe you study Greek and he and Greek and Hebrew and homebrew and every other kind of brew. And uh, do you study that word? Impossible still means impossible. That, I mean, that's a, that is an all-inclusive statement. There's nothing left outside of that. It's not like when a husband says to his wife, "You never do this," <laughs> and she says, "You always say this." Well, that's not true because <laughs> they don't always do that. That's not correct. But in this case, it is correct, right? It is impossible to please God. Now think about that. There's nothing I can do outside of faith that God is pleased with. I think that's heavy duty. And remember Colossians 1 again, that, that prayer, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. That tells me that a worthy walk is a faith walk. If I can't please God without faith, then, uh, then I can't walk worthy of Him without faith. So this is of high importance. This is top shelf stuff with the Lord. Not to diminish any other part of our walk because last week you know walking in the light was the most important thing you've ever heard (laughs) but now it's walking by faith but can you see this if the just are to live by faith if we walk by faith and not by sight that's all the time and if i don't know if i don't understand how the faith walk works then i can please the lord none of the time but if i learn this i can please the lord every day I mean, I'll say things and believe things and act in such a way where sometimes people in the natural might say you are crazy. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But the Father in heaven is saying, that's my boy right there. That's one of mine. He's living. He's, he believes exactly what I said. He took me exactly at my word. And now he's going into, into operation to bring it to pass. Thank you, Lord. All right. Again, but without faith, it is impossible to, be, to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. How many believe that he is? Anybody believe that he is? Okay, that's no big deal, though. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you, we must believe that, but how many know that's pretty foundational? <laughs> you don't believe that God is, you're really low. You know, we must believe that he is, and, I, and all Christians are there. We believe that God is. We can all fist bump each other on that one and say, yes, he is, he is, he is, he is, he is. I agree, he is, he is. But the rubber meets the road on the next part of this verse where it says, and, 
and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Notice the language. If I'm going to please God by faith, I must believe that he rewards me as I seek him. I must believe that he rewards. In other words, things come from God to people who believe him and believe that he rewards them. I must believe that. If I don't believe that God will reward me, he's not smiling. If I don't believe that as I seek him, there is a response from heaven. That as I call upon him, he will answer me and show me great and mighty things that I do not know. If I don't believe that, there's no smile there. But when I take him at his word and I say, Lord, what you promised me, what you said to me is true. Oh, happy day. Oh, the Lord is saying, yeah, there they go again. They don't see it. They don't feel it. They don't have natural evidence of it. But they believe what I said. And then it comes to pass. Amen. And so faith is the way that we access God's grace. Everything we want and need from Him can be received by faith. You want something from the Lord? You need something from Him? Watch this. It can be by you received by faith. You can get it by faith. Now, if you try to approach it another way, not going to get it. I'll just save you some frustration. It's not going to work. He's not mad at you. It's not because you're not loved by him. It's just not going to work. Things work by faith. So in that discussion, if faith is the only way to please God, if I'm to walk by faith, and if all that God has given to me by his grace must be received by faith, then I must see that there are other approaches that don't work. There are other ways that people have endeavored to receive things from the Lord in life that don't work. And so I've come up with uh, uh, six examples. All right. This is not how you get stuff. All right. Number one. Everybody ready? Number one. These things do not come by need. They do not come by need. In other words, God does not respond to people's needs. Say it. He doesn't. Can we look around and see that just because there is a need, that does not move the hand of God? You can look around the world. You can look even in our own lives at times, and and know that just because we need something doesn't mean God goes to work to make that, to fulfill that need. Now, we do have promises concerning needs, but how many know we've got to take those promises uh, for what God said? But that's another thing. Need by itself does not move God. We should not be need-minded, where all we do is talk about, I need, I need, I need, I need. I need people go to Thanksgiving. They get around family members. How's it going? Well, I need this. I need this. I'm without this. I need this. I need this. I need this. And they're so, you know, sometimes preachers get that way in, in front of uh, churches and, and ministries. And we need this. And we need this. And we need this. And we need this. We need money. And we need help. And we need workers. And we need this. And, and uh, how many know need is not enough? to succeed <laughs> need is not what we're what we should be all about 
We need to be about faith. We need to communicate and operate in confidence towards God that what he said will come to pass. Praise God. Amen. We should communicate vision and not, not just need. But need, again, is not something that will bring to pass uh, God's provision in your life. Should I tell God my need? Well, that can be a start. That's okay to communicate that. But it's got to be followed up with faith in something he has said. Right? Okay, so number one, things don't come just because there's a need. Number two, number two, uh, things don't come from God by begging. By begging. God is not a responder to beggars. What if I beg hard? What if I beg long? And a lot of Christians do. They beg God. Lord, I need this. Lord, help me. Please. Now, please is polite, but it doesn't move God. It doesn't change His will. (laughs) Please. Please. Please help me. Please do this for me. Watch, watch. You're getting nowhere. You've not gained any ground. You could stay up all night. You could cry. And, and beg God all night. You are no closer to your answer than you were before, before the night. You should have slept. Our youngest girl was asking me something yesterday. She wanted something. She said, please, 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 said, I said, knock that off. I said, you're not begging. You don't beg me. I said, that's not the way we approach things. Act like I don't even know you. Act like I don't love you. Don't, I'm not going to take care of you. You're just going to beg, beg me to do something. Forget that. I don't respond to begging. I'm being like the Father. Being like the Lord. And so let's not approach the Lord that way. Why? Because it doesn't work. <laughs> Many have the idea that if it's almost like you can wear God down. You wear Him down by your continual coming and begging. Then He eventually will give in and say... Sheesh, if I can get this person off my back, I'll go ahead, you know, all right, go ahead, here you go. And some of that, it's actually, it's actually taken from a scripture, a parable that Jesus taught that had been misunderstood. And it's about this woman, it's about an unjust judge, and she kept coming to him again and again and again, and basically, he finally said, man, let's this woman wear, wear me out by her continual coming, and he gave, go ahead and gave her what she wanted. But uh, Jesus wasn't teaching us that the Father is that way. Otherwise, he wouldn't have called him an unjust judge. He was teaching us that the Father is the opposite of that. Hmm. That he responds speedily. He responds quickly to those who call upon him, to his children. And so let's never approach God as if, as if, that's, uh, as if, as if that's the case. We just got to beg, 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 beg. All right. Ready for number three? All right. So if we catch you in any one of these, just be glad. Just You can start operating by faith uh, from this moment on. You can stop this nonsense. Listen, that might sound cruel, but people stay in in a certain mode year after year. One of these days it's going to work. I've been praying about this for 14 years. I added the teen second there. I've been praying about this and uh, any any day. No, not any day. It's not going to work. I hate to burst your bubble, but it's not working. And think about it. I mean... 
Did God really plan? Think about it. Did God really plan if they'll do this for 14 years? When the calendar strikes the 15th year, I'm going to do it for them. I mean, that's just not right. The thing is, God has given us the answer through His Word to how things work. And I'm not going to go year after year. I'm just believing. I'm just believing. I'm just believing. And we're not really. We're just begging. All right. Believing and begging are two different things. Number three. Number three is merit. Things from God do not come to us because of merit. In other words, if I do enough, if I do enough good things, if I work real hard, then God will reward me with the answer to my prayer. He'll supply me what I need because I have earned it. No, that's not the way the Lord works. Again, all these things that are given freely by His grace must be received by by faith. This can be quite confusing in some because uh, I know those who have commented on people who have been good people. They love the Lord and they, they didn't receive their answer to prayer or they didn't receive their healing or they didn't receive something in life and they look at them and say, I don't understand this. I mean, they loved God. They were a good person. They were faithful in church. They served. They helped. They, they, were, they were the real thing. They, they, they really loved God. I don't understand why they didn't get their answer. Well, it's because uh, it has nothing to do with that. That is not the biblically prescribed method to receive from God that you merit or earn your answer. Hmm. Amen. I don't understand it. Well, understand it. There are a lot of good, God-loving, they love Jesus, they, uh, are, you know, they're the real thing, they're believers, they do good things that don't receive their answer. There are a lot of really good people who go to heaven too early. Wasn't God's plan they weren't a bad person, and that's not why it happened. But there are laws that govern the reception of all of God's provision. And if we'll operate within those laws, we'll make a connection. But if we don't, we just miss. Catch you on the other side. Amen. That was number three. Number four, number four, things from God do not come by wishing. Things from God do not come by wishing. And we might immediately dismiss some of these concepts and think, well, I'm not going to wish. <laughs> Put, you know, throw the coin into the fountain and wish and, and expect things to, to happen. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> there are some superstitious Christians. However, I'm talking about... Uh, just wanting something really bad you you wish for it you desire it there's something you just want it so bad and certainly because you want it you wish it were true you wish it were a reality certainly god's going to respond to that right if you want it enough god will give it to you no i believe desire is important because god doesn't force anything on us we have to want something from him 
There has to be a true heart desire for Him in our life and for Him to meet needs and so forth. But if I want something so bad that that's all I think about, that's actually a problem. It's not a means to a desired end. It's a means to an idol. <laughs> it can actually become a problem in our relationship with God if we set anything up to be that important. And so we want to avoid wishing for stuff and just letting it consume us in that way and so just a strong desire just wanting something that doesn't make it happen number five number five things from god don't come by luck they don't come by luck or by chance it's not just random you know it's the idea that well you never really can tell what god's gonna do you know some Get it? Some don't. You win some, you lose some. You just can't really tell. And some, you know, for some reason, God makes one person successful, and for some reason, He makes another person a failure. You just, just don't know. I don't find that teaching in the Scripture. I don't see that in the Word of God, that that's how He approaches us. Amen. There are principles from beginning to end, on how we are to live and conduct our lives in all areas of life. The Word of God will tell you how to be successful in business, in family, in relationships, and dealing with your money, dealing with your mind, your thinking, and your emotions. There are answers. You know what living by faith is? It's taking God at His Word. It's not ignoring the Word and saying, you just can't figure out, can't ever tell what God's going to do. You just don't really know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. See, that doesn't make any sense. We don't set aside the Word of God and think that now, you know, it's just all random. It's just by chance. It's just pulling the slot machine, you know, the, the one-armed bandit. <laughs> and that's how the kingdom of God works. No, it works by principles and laws and precepts. It works by God's promises. If we ignore them, then we'll never know what's going to happen. Anybody having fun yet? All right, number six. Number six, things from God do not come because of sincerity. Things do not come because of sincerity. In other words, just because a person is sincere does not mean that God's provision and plan is going to come to them. Now, we value sincerity. We should not be fakes and phonies and... uh, hypocrites and anything like that we ought to be sincere and honest before god that's something that is of great value to him however is it possible for someone to be sincere and still wrong absolutely possible that's been me before i've been sincere and wrong before once i'm just (laughs) no but we've all we've all been sincere and wrong before does our sincerity override the wrongness? It doesn't. I mean, maybe it will from a, uh, a heart standpoint that God values that. But it doesn't make the system work. It doesn't make God's kingdom work. I have to be right. I could be sincere and believe the moon is made of cheese. Okay? That doesn't mean that it is. But I could be sincere about it. I could be sincerely messed up. Right? And when it comes to the Lord, well, as long as I'm being truthful and honest with the Lord, no, that's a, that's a very positive thing. But no, I have to be right about what He said. 
I have to know what he promised. I have to be right about his, his word for these things to work in my life. One can be sincerely wrong. You see, faith, this walk of faith, is not something that's passive. It is something that is assertive. It's bold. It's not timid. It's certain of an outcome. It's not wavering. It's something that's not, it's not wandering around in darkness, not knowing. Well, I'm just living by faith. What are you doing? I don't have a clue. I'm just living by faith. That's not how faith works. The life of faith is not directionless. The life of faith can only respond to a direction. It can only lay hold of something that really is there, but just not seen. Look over with me. Well, you're there still if you, if you left your spot in Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 and verse 1, the Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not there. Is that what your Bible says? It's the evidence of things that do not exist. No, because that's quite the opposite of what the faith life is. We are not basing our lives on something that's not real or something that's not there. We are basing our lives on something that does exist. It's just not seen. We walk by faith and not by sight. This life is one that is not um, dependent upon the five physical senses to send information telling us what's real and what's not real. And really, I think if, any, if anyone would be intellectually honest, we would never say that because something is not seen, it's not there. Or because something is not felt, it's not real. We deal with things with modern technology. We tap into things unseen all the time. On a regular basis. And we hardly even think about it. If we understand this. We know that there are television signals coming through this place this morning. Right now. We can't see them. We are oblivious to them. They're not impacting us at all. Right? But they're here. How do we know that? Well, we've been taught that. We've learned through whatever. But we know that there must be a proper, there must be proper equipment called a receiver or a TV tuner, something of that nature. And if you will tune into the right signal, all of a sudden, what you can't see and feel, what you didn't even realize was there, we don't even pay attention to it at all, all of a sudden it gives us an image and it gives a sound. We can't see it, but yet it's there. Faith operates this way. It is not based upon what's not there, what doesn't exist. If we're trying to believe in something that doesn't exist, that's just dumb. It really is, because your faith is not going to make something exist that doesn't exist. Our faith receives what God has already provided by His grace. It does exist. It is real. It is there waiting for us to lay hold of it by faith. It is waiting for us to tune in. To get on the right channel and all of a sudden, wham, healed. Wham, blast, got something from the Lord. You know, what I'm saying is things come out of the unseen realm into the seen realm. 
you can do that. Do you know who had the ability to pull things out of the spirit realm into the physical realm? (laughs) And every time you do it, God's smiling. He's pleased with that. He says, there they go again. That's what I wanted them to do. That's what I intended for them all along. Faith is something that evens the playing field in life. I can't say that how we all came in and where we grew up and what privileges we had or didn't have were all equal. We know all around the world, you know, I don't know how all that works, but I do know this, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That means by faith, everyone's equal. So someone did me wrong. This person robbed me. This person ripped me off. This situation wasn't fair. It didn't go my way. I I know, I know. But by faith, we can all access the same love, the same grace, the same salvation, the same provision for our lives, natural provision, the same healing, the same soundness of mind, the same joy of the Lord, the same peace of God. All these things are available to every single one of us equally by faith yeah and so if i will learn how to walk by faith then i have no reason to complain no reason to feel gypped that someone has something that i don't have listen if it's promised by god i have equal access to it yeah i know people are at various levels of this you know sometimes when you read uh the teachings of jesus you'll find that he made some really over-the-top statements about prayer. Saying things like, you can ask for whatever you want. And the Father will give it to you. You ask anything in my name. Anything? How many can think about some things? (laughs) And if you're like me, sometimes you've wondered, well, anything? So I could like ask for like, a billion dollars and that would be in there well if you look at the scripture you can't exclude that you can't exclude something from anything right uh, this troubles some people uh, no that's too much no don't put your opinion on it don't put my opinion on it you take these scriptures at face value and they're quite outstanding it's quite a blank check Well, how does it work? Faith equalizes everything. Why? If I can believe that, what he said, then I can receive whatever it is. In other words, what what, what am I saying? I'm not praying for a billion dollars. I don't mean I won't at some point. I'm not right now. Why? I don't believe it. Now, I don't mean I don't theoretically believe in its possibility. I believe God can. He has the, the ability. I'm just not at that level in my faith walk. If I could, I'd believe it in tomorrow. We'd buy everyone a church. I mean, every person that's supposed to have a church. <laughs> Put up, you know, churches would be the nicest facilities in town all over. Everyone who's preaching the gospel would have the nicest facilities around. Amen. Wouldn't that be nice? 
So what am, what am I saying? Say, I can believe for anything. You can believe for whatever you can believe for. I don't know what that is. What do you believe God will do for you? And you don't start at zero and go to a million just like that. You operate in faith. You learn to walk this out. And whatever you find that he has shown you, whatever he has promised you, you take him at his word. And you walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. This is a mini teaching. I have a series. I would encourage you if you want to learn more because I'm not making faith the series here today. It's called Living by Faith. That's my most recent series on the subject of faith. There is much greater detail in that that will help you to do this. And it is of vital importance. It pleases God. As you have received the Lord, so walk in Him. So what do you want? What do you want God to do for you? Does it exist? Does it exist in, in, in God? Well, has He given you a promise? If so, you can have faith for it. And you can believe that you receive it. And make it yours and you'll walk in it. God is pleased when you do that. It's not a bragging thing. Look what I believe for. What I got from... No, no, no. It is receiving with much thankfulness. What God has freely provided by His grace. And if we don't know that, we, we're missing the point. Amen. Amen. Father, we're so thankful today for Your kindness and Your love toward us. Thankful for Your Holy Spirit who is our teacher and our guide. Who leads us in the path and the way that is right. Guides us into all the truth. Guides us into all the truth. Thank You. Thank You for leading us. Helping us to see things that are real. We may not be experiencing them, but they're there. And so, Father, we, we trust you. We purpose in our hearts not to live a sight-led life, but to walk by faith and believe in everything that you have said. Everything that you have said. You said it and we believe it. And that settles it. Nothing else needed. We take you at your word today. We walk in the Word of God. For this we give you praise and thanks. You're helping us to do this. We give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen.